welcome to Clocking Time with RTC Fitness. I am your hostess, Steph Irwin, and we have with us today Mindy Barth. Mindy Unhinged is what we're calling this. May not be appropriate for children, <laughs> so get the kids out of the room. I'm, really, I'm setting this up for you, aren't I? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I might say fuck a couple times. If you don't want them to hear fuck, then. Hey, we need more than that, Mindy. So, okay. Um... Let's start like we always do. Tell us a little bit about yourself. She has some notes on a really pretty piece of pink paper. No one can see it. I'm like, Mindy, we need you on here noteless. Unhinged. But let's just, we'll start with the notes and then we'll go yeah, from there. That's okay. okay tell yeah. us about yourself, I'll Mindy. Tell the audience that I um, wrote an outline uh, based on <laughs> the history of your other podcasts and the format that we go in. I didn't want to deviate from the format. Yeah. Um, but then in between, you know, have some jokes and yeah. things. No. I mean, we, want, we all want deviance. Well, that's actually, you know, my concentration in college, my undergrad, yeah. um, was criminology and deviance. Okay. Yeah. See? So what? my, actually, this is, now I'm already deviating from the format. <laughs> Um, That's okay. My my degree is actually in criminology. I minored in sociology, and then my um, uh, concentration was criminology and deviance. Oh my goodness! How many case studies did you do? Had to be crazy. I don't want to talk about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> no, I, it was honestly, there was one class where we did, I believe the whole class was like 10 case studies and you had to, um, you know, like read about it, um, write like what laws are in place and, yeah. and what have you. It was just, it was a pain in the butt. Um, I don't know. I just said butt, ass, whatever. Right. Yeah, I, I can cast. Okay. okay. Yeah, you can we already warned yeah, the children. Yeah, we warned the children. And, um, it was, I think I actually ended up, I was, it, that class was such a pain in the ass that I only did like eight of the ten that I was supposed to, yeah. um, and just got like, just, you know, got to be in the class, yeah. like, you know, whatever. Um, was it like, I can't take any more of these? Yeah, or, it was basically, okay. it was a summer yeah. class, so I was yeah. basically like, fuck it, yeah. like, I'll just do eight, and she was just like, hey, I think you forgot two of them. I was like, yeah, I just didn't do them. Yeah. She was going to give me the opportunity, and yeah. I honestly was like, meh. And she was like, oh, that's cool. Here's a B. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so that that's besides the point. But um, so actually, I guess backtracking, I guess if you want to know uh, more about me other than just my education, I actually am a first-generation college student. Okay. Um, so my parents, they didn't go to college. My dad did for a very short period of time. Um, and then I'm the oldest of three girls. So, um, I'm 27. My youngest sister or younger sister, I should say, um, is 22. And then our youngest is 16. Okay. Um, Still in high school then. Yes. Yes. So we're all over the place. Um, are you mom to them? Kind of mom? You know what? uh, Kind of to both. Yeah. Kind of to both. Yeah. Um, my younger sister, her name is Melody, so she's the one that's 22. She had a very, like, unnatural bond with me. Okay, here, I'll tell... This is a weird story. People might laugh at this. Um, so she, like, couldn't, like, poop on her own when yeah. she was, like, four or five. Like, I don't know what it was. She just needed some motivation. So um, I would have to go in the bathroom with her, and I was probably, like, nine or ten at this point. Um and hold her hand and squeeze it and say one two three poopy and okay, she could do then it. she would poop. Um, so <laughs> she probably loves so that. So that's where our strange our bond <laughs> is still stuff. pretty strange to this day. <laughs> but she did outgrow that. 
yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That I know of. <laughs> she, she may still require some assistance, <laughs> but I don't live with my parents anymore, so I I wouldn't know. Um but she, yeah, she. we had a strange kind of bond. Like, I would go to a friend's house, and she would literally be like, Maggie! And, like, Aww. you can't see I'm scratching the table. Yeah. Um, but she, like, she grew her nails out long. And yeah. I'm not even, like, exaggerating. Like, literally, like, latch her nails into me. Aww. Like, ah! And we would fight, like, boys. Like, literally bruises. Um, we choked each other a couple of times, like literally tried to murder each other. Huh. Um, I still have scars on my wrists from her, like digging her nails into me. Um, one time she sat on top of like a tote that I was like, like, you know, like a, uh, just a closed yeah. plastic tote. Yeah. And I like flipped it upside down and I put myself in it. And then this girl comes up and sits on the damn thing. So then I couldn't get out. And I'm like, ah, I'm losing oxygen. <laughs> and um, she, I'm like, then I like, I don't know what I did, pulled some move where I like, ah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, pushed her off of it. Because um, I think she was like two and I was like seven at the time. So I was clearly much stronger, but she was also two and I didn't want to like hurt her. But, right. you know, just all kinds of examples of her so trying to kill me. So sort of an intense relationship then oh, with yeah. her. Yes. What's your middle sister's name? The middle one. Is uh, she an M? Or are you all, are you all Middle M's? is Melody. Youngest is Mackenzie. Okay. Um, and Mackenzie... So it's Melody, the middle one. Yes. So you had this. Okay. Yes. Got it. Yes. Okay. And then Mackenzie's the teenager. Yes. Okay. And Mackenzie, our relationship is kind of interesting as well because when my mom had her, she was like, well, my mom's in her mid-50s now. She was 40 or 41 when she had our youngest sister. She was a complete surprise. My mom thought she was going through menopause. I thought we were getting a puppy. I was pissed. Um, (laughs) I was like, I wanted a puppy. My mom gives us like some socks, some tiny socks. And I was like, she's like, "Uh, guess what we're getting? And I was like, ah, puppy. These socks are clearly for a puppy. We would put tiny socks on a puppy. And... (laughs) And she was like, no, I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and um, she was actually already five months pregnant by the time wow. she found out. So her pregnancy seemed to go really fast because yeah. we only yeah. knew about it for four months. Um, my youngest sister, she's, I mean, you can tell my mom didn't know she was pregnant for the first five months. We'll just say that. <laughs> This lady was going to Cedar Point to concerts. She's drinking a little bit, yeah. um, but you know she yeah, didn't know. Fortunately enough, she doesn't really like smoke or drink right, or any right. of those things. But she did, you know, would have a glass of wine here and there right. with dinner and, and things like that. And then she's like, "Oh my God, I've been pregnant this whole yeah. time. I just thought I was going through menopause." Right. right. Um, so yeah, that that was kind of funny and. You know, again, so my mom was already a little bit older, so we would go places, and um, I know I have such a baby face now, but um, when I was younger, people mistook me for being a little bit older, and so I was, oh oh gosh, probably 13, 14, like carrying my youngest sister in the store when she was like, you know, a toddler still, or, you know, baby, and like literally people in the store, like, you know, clerks, cashiers in the store would be like, oh, something about grandma. And I'm like, that is all of our mom. <laughs> and then, you know, make her feel like shit. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. I'm like, people, oh my God. I was say. like, what the hell? 
I, I would never say that. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, that was awkward. And so we have kind of a different bond because I mean, quite literally, she was born in a different generation. Yeah. Like she knows different things. She likes different things. Um, she, my parents are getting older. There's less restrictions mm-hmm. since she's the youngest. I know um, you're tired by the third one. Right. That's you're, you're just tired. That's exactly what my dad was like, kind of joking, but not when we were kids. Like, he would be like, well, by the time Mackenzie's old enough to do this, this, and yeah. that, you know, we'll just be too tired to say anything. Right. Um, fucking shit. He was not lying. Yeah. Like, the like if there's any youngest people, youngest kids yeah. that are listening right now, um, man, y'all have it so easy. <laughs> That's pretty good, for sure. Right. Well, you're overly uptight with the first, if there's three or more, you know, with the first one, of course, because it's the first one. You don't know what the hell you're doing, and and then the middle one relaxes a little, and then, yeah, by the third one, you know, you're, eat your food off the floor, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do. Whatever. Right. Lick there's the like, floor, yeah. lick three old Cheerios like yeah. on the side of the sink, like a meatball yeah. that's been laying there for five days, a little hairy. You're just like, eh, well, if she dies, she dies. I guess that's just knocking another one off. But then you're like, those are my tax deductions. And so you don't want to, like, you know, kill any of them either. So, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it it is just such a kind of interesting relationship. Because she's got a boyfriend. And um, my middle sister, actually, now she... Um, she is a lesbian, but she also might think that she's just asexual and yeah. she's just like, I don't even know if I like sex. And I'm just yeah. like, you know what? You like what you, you like. Yeah, that is totally sure. fine. And yeah, my youngest sister has a boyfriend, um, at 16, which, you know, I had yeah. one when I was 16, but again, being the oldest, yeah. I wasn't really allowed to do anything. I wasn't even allowed to go to the mall by myself until I was damn near 18. Like... Even I had gotten my license almost as soon as I could at 16, um, and I couldn't even go places. But And so I think that's, that explains a lot yeah. of what, the reason why I am <laughs> the way I am now. Um, I didn't really go places, um, didn't do sports, um, you know, didn't do anything. Um, I played the guitar, or, yeah. and I, I do still. Um and uh, I actually have 10 slash 11 guitars, technically. Wow. I say technically Clutch. 11 because one's hiding at a friend's house. And yeah. it's it's in her, ba- well, it was in her basement. And she said her basement flooded. And I'm too afraid to ask for my guitar back because yeah. I'm sure that it has since withstood mm-hmm. a flood. Yeah. Um, so I have 10 guitars. Um, I've been collecting them since I was 10 years old. Um Actually, that's how Sean proposed to me was with a guitar. Like, in my ring was in a guitar case. Oh, I love um, that. So, and that's something that not a lot of people know about me because I, I I've been in school for so long too, um, that I I kind of have put down, uh, you know, the guitar for uh, quite some time, like on and off, and mm-hmm. I'll pick it up every once in a while. But you know, as far as like extracurricular activities as a kid, um, that's really all I did. Yeah. Um, play What's the your favorite kind of music? What is my favorite? Honestly, it's kind of changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started playing, my dad was very much into like blues music yeah. and uh, rock and roll. And if I wouldn't be caught dead playing any kind of metal, 
um, music, you know, alternative, hardcore, nothing like that. Um, but now, if I do pick up a guitar, I'm more often than not going to play, like, folk music or, mm. like, you know, some instrumental, like, acoustic, like, pretty-sounding, yeah. calm kind of music. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Abbott Brothers or Avett Brothers, mm-hmm. however you pronounce them. Um, they do a lot of, like, folk music, instrumental-type um, music, a lot of acoustic guitars, mm-hmm. Um, they have wonderful voices, um, and and I play a lot of their music. Um, but like I would even like the first song I ever learned how to play was Wild Thing. Um, the, like I guess the Jimi Hendrix version yeah. <laughs> of that. On and my very first car, guitar was an acoustic guitar, um, so I played Wild Thing on an acoustic guitar. Like very strange. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I did when I was younger. Um, and you know, as far as like, I know you're probably going to ask about the fitness history. Well, I do want to get to that, <laughs> but let's go back to, so you mentioned Sean, cause you came here, Sean was here for a while before you started yes, coming. Yeah. Um, and I remember we were at some, some kind of dinner that, and I was sitting with Sean and Greg, you know, I had, you hadn't come to the gym yet and he was yeah. telling us about you and your, you know, the wedding and all that had happened because of COVID. And oh, yeah. so and I know we've been a little bit all over the place, but, but I, have <laughs> I, to know, start I, have with, I had to start with, with Sean. It was just like, for me, it was like the best moment of the two of you together. And of course it was field day and <laughs> In your cute little like gingham dress, which was perfect for field day because it's like outdoor picnic. It's my picnic kind of thing. Dress. I know. So we we got to touch on fashion before this all ends because I love your style. Right now, her her fingernails are strawberry. Oh yeah, painted like strawberries. I love that. But anywho, um, I was behind you as you jumped into the into the inflatable. We, we can just say that Mindy was wearing a thong with yeah. her cute little gingham dress. Everybody saw and, my ass. Yeah, everybody I saw pretty your much ass. only wear thongs. No, but let me tell you, like, my favorite moment of that, not just that you were just, like, so, like, badass doing that, because I would be like, I can't jump into the inflatable, like, everyone would see my ass. And that would be the end of it. There would be no discussion. But you're like, yeah. I'm not going back to the gym. Um, but Sean was behind me, and his face was priceless. It was, like, the only thing I can liken it to is, like, he would have been watching his daughter like at a, at a recital or like it was like this 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 look of pride was on his oh face as you did that he was just like and he said yep that's my wife and it was just the way he said it it was like that is priceless oh my like gosh. the love there do you know what i mean you know? like just to say that that's my girl there she is so it was a beautiful moment yeah. you didn't see that but i did right. it was oh it was gosh. it was really nice well that is so nice but to i hear. just love i think i do love your your willingness just to do and be who you are you seem to have a confidence about you that that is admirable well, speak thank to that you. Thank like where you. you think that came from yeah and, you know um i think like, a lot of that comes, I think, from being the oldest. Um, they, and for people um, that maybe don't know what I do, I'm actually a drug counselor, yeah. so I haven't um, spoken on that yet. Um, getting my master's in mental health counseling, this ties in because I have, I, I have studied a lot on, like, birth order and things like that. Um, I'm very, very interested in, like, the way birth order affects personalities. Um you know, and the oldest one, you know, being myself, um, 
you know, very uh, stubborn in a lot of ways. Um, you know, kind of the one that set the case precedents, like the, you know, the, uh, the, the first one, you know, yeah. that is, um, kind of helping make the rules, guiding, um, you know, the, the younger kiddos along and, um, you know, but I'm also the black sheep of the family. I am, um, you know, nobody in my family, um, does what I do. Nobody in my family is, you know, a counselor. Nobody in my family even works in the I have a cousin that is a physical therapist, and that's the closest thing to, like, um, I guess that's the healthcare field. Right, but nobody's right. in behavioral health. Like, okay. nobody's in that sort of field. So anyway, you know, like, I, I never identified with um, the ideas that, like, my dad, he's a landscaper. He's like, oh, you go down and do horticulture, and you'll get your workouts outside. And, and I'm like... Um, I'm a redhead. I can't even be outside for more than five minutes. Um, so that is not going to be my yeah. profession. Um, you know, and it just kind of, I guess, came along with, um, you know, always trying to be a leader. Um, you know, even in school, like if there was a group project, I'd be like, okay, like, this is what you're doing. Taking this over. is yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, like, even anywhere that I work, people are like, Mindy, what do I do? And it could literally be, like, I was, like, two weeks in at uh, one job that I was at. But, you know, they knew that I'd been in the field of, right. you know, behavioral health. And they were like, hey, what, what do I do? What, what do you think? I'm like, I've been here two weeks, but, you know. <laughs> but people kind of looking to you to, right. to get some directive. directive it, I guess. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to be, yeah. like, I'm, like, and to people that know me, like, even here at the gym, like, I get, like, I don't know, I'm kind of, like, socially awkward in some ways, and I just, like, I get really anxious. Mm. Um, so, in, like, some ways I'm like, oh, I don't want to be seen like like that. Like, oh, don't look at me. Like, I'm not the boss, you know? Yeah. But then in mm. some ways I'm, like, you know, do kind of identify with the traits of, like, type A leadership right. mm. personality kind of, uh, you know, kind of thing. Um and and I think that's where a lot of it came from is just, you know, I knew that I was different. I wasn't going to try to be anything else. Growing up, my dad, like, I wore fake eyelashes and, like, hair extensions at one point, And he said, oh, well, you're trying to be somebody else. And I'm like, that's that wasn't it. You know, right. like, that was me expressing, like, right. you know, my love for cosmetics and beauty yeah. items. Yeah. Like, you know. And going I, through the stages that we all do of fashion and trends yeah. and all the things. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, again, it's just a lot of that was just not trying, not really identifying with, I guess, what other people wanted me yeah. to be. Yeah. I don't know. Any other way to describe that? Yeah. <laughs> so, Sean, well, so we got to talk about fitness, and I do want to talk about your job, because yeah. you do as a drug counselor. Oh, yes. I mean, there's that stories after separate. story, but also, <laughs> it's, I'm sure you see, like, people at their worst, you know what I mean, in, oh, in horrible scenarios, so, like, we, I'd love to speak to what you think, like, societal, you know, as a society, the problems and solutions and whatever, what you see from that perspective, but okay. so, so why don't, how did you then decide to go into, how did you end up in that field then, is it, and you said, and you have been going to school for a while, mm -hmm. and so it hasn't been an easy, you've been doing a lot of part-time school while yeah. you work. Yeah. So, so how many years are we talking? 
Um, I should I mean, be a doctor I, by now. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> so I started undergrad in 2013. Um, and, you know, in undergrad, I, I worked at, um, I worked at Lazy Boy Furniture for a while. I worked in restaurants. I did, so, like, my, my friends all joke with me, like, Mindy, you've done literally every job. Yeah. And I kind of have. Um, I've been a substitute teacher. Um, I got all the way through, um, school counseling. Um, all I needed to do was my internship, but I even did practicum at, uh, Avondale Elementary School. Um, so I've done that. Um, so I've done a lot of different jobs, just again, working with people in a lot of different environments. (sighs) Yeah. Always working with people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Always working with people. Um, and then, um, actually the summer, um, that there were um, a number of suicides, actually, in the Stark County area, particularly Perry mm-hmm. um, School yep. District. Yep. Um, that was when I was like, I got to do something. I knew I wanted to go back for my master's. Actually, my first date was Sean. I was like, listen, dude, I'm finishing my bachelor's degree. I kind of don't really have time for a boyfriend right yeah. now. Um, I'm in my last semester, and then I'm getting my master's. So if you want to come along with me on the ride, then you can knock your fucking self out. Uh, but that was basically my attitude towards, you know, like dating and stuff. And so anyway, I, I knew I was going to go back for my master's. I thought maybe public administration, and I'll be like, you know, working um, in like a government facility. Like, you know, that would be like jails, mm-hmm. um, you know, other I guess, government uh, leadership kind of roles. And then I was like, nah, that doesn't sound really that fun to me. And then again, you know, it was the year that, um, you know, just a number of suicides had occurred. And um, I was like, well, there's obviously an issue. And I wanted to be, I wanted to be part of fixing the problem. And um, I enrolled in school counseling at Kent in 2018 um and like I mentioned got all the way through basically the whole program and then the pandemic hit and I'm like "Eh, you know what mental health counseling sounded more like my up my alley anyway I'd already worked in the schools for about a year at that point through substitute teaching and uh, through my experience in school counseling uh so at that point I was like well I've had my experience in education I wasn't a big fan, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry to say no, that to a okay. teacher. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> but I wasn't a big fan. It's uh, a less than perfect system, isn't it? And yeah, it, so it, it, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, we'll <laughs> leave it at that. But absolutely, there were definitely some amendments that could have uh, been made, and uh, so I switched majors to mental health counseling. I mean, I'd already, you know, had obviously a lot of classes that overlapped with mental health counseling and school counseling. So it pushed me back a little bit. Um, And that's when we were trying to plan the wedding. Then we canceled the wedding because of the pandemic. I was like so distraught because we had been, we had been planning this shit for two years. We had the Swenson's truck. We had the peace, love and little donuts. We had, we had everything. It was going to be, oh yeah. And I of course had my dress. Um, (laughs) Which is actually a different story. I'll talk about that when we talk about, the fitness stuff, <laughs> but I mean, it was going to be like, I mean, yeah. what I thought was like going to be the party of the year, you know, mm-hmm. we wanted to, um, entertain our guests, you know, and so we canceled the wedding Then I was like, Oh my God. And I dropped out of school that semester. Like I was taking a class online and I was like, I can't even do this. And, um, it was assessment and counseling and there was a lot of math involved. Mm-hmm. If, uh, 
uh, Maddie uh, Blyer or Dr. <laughs> Doc, I call her Doc. <laughs> Dr. Katie Gamby, you're yeah. listening. Um, at Kent, the, the class in assessment was so much math, it was just unreal. And I was like, oh, I can't do this. I'm terrible at math. And I'm so sad. And so, yeah, too much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I dropped out of school. Then I was like, you know what? I, need a, I, I wanted more of a fresh start. I wanted to be closer to home. I already had a degree from Kent. I'm like, you know what? Let's try something different. Um, so I did start at Malone in fall of 2020 um, in this, the uh, mental health counseling program. And, of course, when you switch schools, then that knocks a couple more credits off because right. they don't take right. all of your credit hours that you've completed. And they want you to complete, like, maybe they have whatever class of yeah, their own that you want to Yeah, or whatever things you right, have to do. Right, right. Yeah. So then I had yeah. to do that over again. I've taken counseling theories, like, three different times. Like, if you want to know about <laughs> counseling theories um, and all that shit, like, I, I, I could probably help you out. Um, so have you had Dr. Gambia's... Uh, no, okay. I actually haven't. She's, she's my advisor. Okay. She's okay. my advisor. So okay. that's why I like when I come in here in the gym, I literally call her doc and yeah. she thinks it's so funny, <laughs> but I cannot, I, that to me is like, I, no, I wouldn't require this. Like I plan to get my PhD someday. I'm not going to be like, um, it's Dr. Barth. <laughs> Although Dr. Barth does sound a lot better. Um, but <laughs> it kind of sounds like Dr. Faustus, like, you know, like kind of evil German yeah. doctor. Um, so <laughs> I feel like after all those years and all the education though, you, you've earned it. Like at least to hear it, maybe at least a couple times a day. Right. Right. So then that to me is like my form of respect to her. Like yeah. I literally can't yeah. call her by her first name. Like it just, it yeah. really, I can't imagine doing that. So I, I do just call her doc and she just thinks it's so funny. Um, but she, yeah, so she's actually my advisor. Um, and she is, she's absolutely wonderful. Like I actually, our first interaction, my first interaction with her was over a zoom meeting, of course. And I was basically like, I was almost in tears. Cause I was like, <gasps> I came from Kent. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'd never been to a small school. Like I'd only yeah. ever been to Kent. So yeah. I was used to my advisors and my professors, not even knowing who the fuck I was. Right. Um, and I was like, like, I don't know what to do. And then I didn't take a class when I was supposed to. And I, I think Dr. G was mad at me for a sec because she didn't know that I didn't know that the classes weren't available every, uh, like every semester. Right, like, right. You have you to know, wait. I yeah, they don't yeah. have the staff yeah. because, again, it's a smaller right. school, which I do like, but I didn't realize that. Yeah. And I was, like, freaking out. And that pushed me back even further. <laughs> like, I should have, like, three master's degrees yeah. by now. Um, <laughs> that's why I said they should. Uh, I would, uh, you know, 2023 is my graduation year. Um, I'm going in. I've finished up all the coursework for my master's. I just need to do my internship hours. Um, and so that'll be 2023. So 2023 will mark 10 years, say 10 years of being a college student. Yeah. Aside from the year that I took off between my undergrad and then starting a grad program, the original grad program that I started at Kent. Yeah. Um, I hope there's a big celebration planned. That's when you have that big wedding party <laughs> that you did not get to have. You do it then. Right. You wear your dress. Yeah. Wear your dress so everyone can see it. Well, my, uh, I'll be happy to say that my ass is too big to fit in my dress anymore. Oh, but in a good um, way. But in a good way. Yeah. yeah you know. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, all the squats that we do here, yeah. and I've upped my protein intake, um, has helped me to achieve, um, well, starting to achieve the booty that I've always wanted. Um, we're not quite there yet, yeah. but you know, it's, it's getting there. 
Um, it's definitely too big to fit in the dress. <laughs> I feel like, you know, wiggling, yeah. Yeah. like, you know, get it stuck on my butt. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, did, was it Sean that got you to come here? Was it like, come on, come do this? Or was it you watching what he was doing and being intrigued and wanting to do it? How, how did you end up here at RTC with, with him? So that is actually a good question. Um, so he, it ultimately was him. I was like, well, you've been going, you know, he was seeing results. He mm-hmm. seemed to be, um, you know, pretty happy. Um, we have both struggled um, with mental health concerns, um, you know, just like anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And, uh, you know, he seemed to be doing better with his mental health, um, you know, and, and I was like, okay, like, this is awesome. And and he'd done CrossFit when we met at this gym in, I, I believe, Cuyahoga Falls. Um, and I had just had a Planet Fitness membership and literally just like ran my ass off every single day. Now if there's a wad with running in it, like I, you'll see me on the bike before you'll see me yeah. running. <laughs> but I literally, I ran and did like the stair stepper mm-hmm. and the elliptical, like all cardio machines. Cardio. Yeah. I was very, very thin. Um, when he met me, I think I was like a size four, but for somebody of my stature, it doesn't, I mean, I could show you pictures. It just did, like, I look back, and that doesn't even seem right to me. Like, I was barely eating, um, like, yogurt and nuts and berries. Like, I literally ate like a bird um, Mm -hmm. and ran all the time. And I was working in the restaurant, so I was already running around a restaurant all day, running more at the gym, barely feeding myself. Taking classes. Yeah, taking classes. um, And, uh, yeah, at one point I was working, like, three jobs in undergrad, and, but, you know, he, he did the cro- CrossFit, um, at the gym that I mentioned at the time. And I was like, oh man, you know, uh, he, he was also pretty thin whenever I met him as well. Like, but he still had, you know, some muscle. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, okay. And then we both kind of fell off our gym routines as one does when they get in a relationship and, you know, start eating and going out and, and run out of time for the gym and run out of money <laughs> for yeah. the gym. And so we both uh, really fell off our fitness routines. Um, and so I had gained a considerable amount of weight uh, through the pandemic. Um, and I worked from home for a little while through the pandemic, which is really, it's not, that is not mm-hmm. good for me. There's some people that can do it, and yeah. I'm just not one of those people. And, um, I started off with, like, just, you know, going on walks or jogs outside and biking while he started CrossFit here because I would have started at the same time that he did, which actually I think he just hit a year here, and I just hit nine months. So okay. he's been going, you know, about three okay. months longer. Um, and he, I I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I like... I was like, oh, I'm still too fat to go to this CrossFit gym. Like, I just, I was really down on myself. Like, I I knew what, like, what I thought, like, quote, unquote, CrossFit people looked like. And I'm like, ah, they look like hard muscles. uh, (laughs) Well, like, like you stuff, but like you put in the work, you know, so I get it. Um, And I'm like, oh, my God. So I kind of did what, in my mind, I had to do to lose a couple of pounds before I even started CrossFit. Um, and, and did you realize when you came here that you didn't, that you should, you didn't need to do that? 
Not immediately, no. Because okay. okay. the class, I don't know what classes I was going to, but there was like, everybody seemed to be doing RX everything, and I was like, fuck, I can't even fucking lift. 10 pounds off the ground. I mean, that's exaggerating, but you know, I, I I felt, Oh my God, I'm never going to get good at this. I'm never, I I think we had a conversation similar to this, um, before stuff. I I think I maybe mentioned to you, or I know that I've mentioned it to other people at the gym before. Like when I started here for the first, like I would say month and a half, about four to six weeks, um, I would get out to my car and cry every day. I was like, I'm never gonna be good enough. And I would like call Sean, like, and he's like, calm down. I'm like, and he's like, what are you saying? I'm like, my butt is never gonna be this big. And, um, but then you, know. you realize soon, though, that right, that a lot of people cry about CrossFit, right? You know, yeah. Did you, do you, you do know that now. After I've okay. talked yeah. to everybody. I think everybody. we did talk about that, because I told you that I spent a lot of times in the bathroom here crying. Yeah. I usually did bathroom. Or yeah. car. In the, yeah, bathroom. I, right, in the car, people can see you yeah. sometimes, too, and I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> I couldn't wait till I got to the car, so it had to happen in the bathroom. Oh, my god. And I would gosh. even, my logical part of my brain would say, why are we, why am I crying about right. like working out, which is something I always love, but it, there are, I think it is overwhelming when you start and CrossFit is yeah. new. There's so many skills to learn yeah. and then you have to start like, all right, let's, let's, let's take them one at a time. Yeah. But at first it is incredibly, I think, God. overwhelming. So overwhelming. Almost like we need our, like. CrossFit counseling. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I think you can incorporate like, that into the... I would offer the... it, but, um, you know, we, again, yeah, we have somebody with on. a PhD in counseling here. Um, so, Dr. G, if you want to get in on yeah. <laughs> the CrossFit counseling. Yeah. No, I think the coaches um, are good at CrossFit counseling. Oh, you got to talk to them and let them know how you're feeling. But right. There is that, I 100% understand that overwhelming yes. feeling of, of just how, how the hell. What's going on here? Right, right. I actually, when I started literally in foundations here, like, um, I I have kind of a funny story. Well, not really funny. At the time, I didn't think it was funny. Um, So Coach Abby had me out in, like, the regular gym, not in the tiny, this, whatever we call that, the 24-hour gym, um, where they normally would do, like, foundations. She had me out in the big gym. And I don't remember what time it was, but obviously a class was about to start. Yeah. There's people pouring in, and I was like, I couldn't focus. And I, I believe we're going over the snatch movement. And I was not getting it. It was not clicking in my head. And then people are pouring in. I couldn't focus. It was like, like you know in a movie scene where it's just like, you know, sensory overload, and mm-hmm. like the person like kind of like starts to hear but it sounds like they're in a bubble and it's like right like sort of disassociates and from right what's going on and they're just yeah. like staring and that's i a just counseling like, word too isn't it is that good dis- disasso- yeah disassociating Thank you. yeah Thank you. um that's actually <laughs> something that happens a lot with um individuals that have ptsd as well mm, yeah um i i don't necessarily think i have ptsd yeah. there's something called <laughs> complex ptsd that's mm-hmm. basically um uh, stress that you're exposed to across a lifetime from uh you know, childhood. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's not like one particular event like PTSD would anyway. So that <laughs> I'm not saying there's that trauma I, involved here. That's yes. What we're talking about. Yes. There's also trauma. <laughs> there's lots of trauma, uh, in CrossFit. But, um, uh, so I literally just started crying and coach Abby was like, she was, she's so nice, yeah. but I could tell she kind of was like, 
I've never really had anybody right. cry like right. in foundations. <laughs> and I'm like, so she's like, you know what? Let's go on a walk. We'll go on a walk. And I was like, <laughs> sorry. And like then I believe, it, it, so I was crying so I couldn't fucking see. Yeah. <laughs> I believe Allie and maybe Lauren as well um, were like walking the opposite way that we were so they could see me crying. Right, and right. I was like, fuck! <laughs> I was like literally third day in, thought I had to leave the gym. Had, I was going to leave. I was just like, oh, I'm not coming back. Yeah. I cried. And then yeah. Coach Abby was like, um, <laughs> I felt so bad because I love her, but I was also so embarrassed yeah. that when she said that she was leaving, I was like, now I don't have to feel embarrassed every time I see her. <laughs> and not that I was happy that she was right, leaving, but I, I also, a little bit of a sense of relief, like when you know, like you won't feel so embarrassed when like you see the person yeah. that like, you yeah, know, like, you really saw you. Right. Yeah, so. yeah, it was like, I felt, like, totally naked. Like, I just washed up on a beach, like, totally naked, flopping around like a fish. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. And, um, yeah, so I really, really struggled in the beginning here, um, you know, with a lot of those movements. And, I mean, they still do. I mean, obviously, you see me on the leaderboard. Some days I'm the very last one. Yeah, and you know right. what? That's okay. So what? Yeah, I mean, exactly. after nine months, that's okay. You know, you can also look back and see how far you've come. Yes, yes, and that's why logging your scores in Wattify is important. But sometimes yes. I'm busy and I don't do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, you're the queen of Wattify comments. So. And I, yeah, yeah, if I can't think of anything funny to say that day, sometimes I just won't log well, my okay. score. Okay. <laughs> so if you know that I was at the gym and you don't see a see corresponding okay. post, there's only two just... things: I couldn't think of anything, or I was too busy and. Yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but it is important because I do look back and I'm just like, wow, like even like the workout with snatches today, like I wouldn't have done a 55 pound snatch in a workout. Yeah. Heck, even two months ago, you know, um, and it's all about growth. Yes, it is. Um, and it I is. love that Allie celebrates everybody's, uh, you know, the Wednesday wins. Yes. Like I love that email. I don't care if I'm on it or not. Cause sometimes I, sometimes I'm still like, Oh, I don't even remember if that was a PR if I don't have, like, my Wattify right, up or whatever. Right, So sometimes I won't say. So I'm like, I don't even care if I'm in a fucking email. I want to see what other people are doing, what other people are accomplishing, because I think that's really important, too. Yeah. Um, I just love that. No, I do, yeah. too. Yeah. And I, you have to give your credit. You're, like, you're the tenacity, I think, with which you attack a workout. I mean, I've watched you. I judged you at the Open, and it was the one that with the pull-ups – and you just, you didn't give up. Like, until that time finished, you were, I'm just going to keep attempt. I'm just going to keep we're trying. Try. And, and with the smile that you have now. I mean, if you were frustrated with yourself, you you just, you were just going at it. And I just, I, I that's, that's spirit is a spirit that I admire. I mean, I obviously admire RX and elite athletes that just, like, do these amazing all right. swinging all over the rig and all the things they do. But I also, I just admire a person that just keeps chipping away it doesn't, <laughs> just doesn't give up so well thank so you thank you so much to be said about your spirit there well so. thank you and you know it, i i know what you mean too like i am like amazed when i see some of these guys when i see i'll see like uh, like something like one of those tiktok videos where like the guy like does a push-up and like catches an egg and like yeah. makes a whole damn breakfast yeah. and shit and george thinks that's stupid but i'm like george you could do it yeah like, sure he, could. No like he can it. like you know yeah. fly around yeah. and everything and you know lift yeah. like a thousand pounds and yeah. probably pull a fucking truck yeah and, like, <laughs> all these things and like that's so fascinating to me but also uh you know in a way i give myself credit because you know, although fitness has actually been a, like a 
I wouldn't say a like a huge part of my life, but it's been a a pretty good part of my life for a very long time. Like even when I was shit, 10, 12 years old, you might think this is kind of funny. I I did and I still do struggle with body dysmorphia. And even like, you know, 10 and 12 years old, I'm going through puberty and, you know, it's like, I was still skinny. Like, I was always like that skinny, like wacky kid in school. Like, you know, I got class clown, you know, girl class Mm -hmm. clown in high school. Um, So I was always like that skinny, like wacky, like could eat whatever they want and like has noodle arms and just like, like crazy. And um, like I was really young and just you know, again, just thought terrible things about my body, and I would watch, like, Jillian Michaels videos. I'm like, my mom worked at Time Warner Cable, so we had all the channels or whatever, so whatever channel Jillian Michaels was on, I was watching it, and there's this other girl that was talking about build a booty, and she's, like, doing, like, little V, whatever these (laughs) motions called, Um, and my dad would, like, walk into my room, and, like, I'm doing, like, these booty workouts, and, like, hip thrusts and stuff, like, <laughs> literally 12 years old, and he's like, what? Like, but I, I did it because I thought I was fat, and I, so I watched these videos, um, you know, again, I never did sports in school, so, like, the only form of, like, activity that I really would get is, you know, other than, like, you know, running around the yard and stuff like that was my Jillian Michaels videos and, you know, the the hip thrusters and things like that. And I would watch, like, The Biggest Loser and see what, you know, workouts they were making them do and, like, you know, do the best that I could um, in my bedroom at my house because that's really the only place that I could go. Um, And I had to be careful about, like, no, like, no jumping jacks, none of that where you're jumping around because my room was right above my parents and my dad would get really pissed off um, that I was moving around too much. Um, So I had to, like, you know, keep it pretty simple. Um, but yeah, I was always like kind of doing little workouts here and there, you know, just always, you know, really just having, um, some pretty negative thoughts about my, my self image and things like that. And so not necessarily exercising for the right, moving for the right right reasons. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I mean, even since I was 12 years old, um, and again, even when I worked in the restaurants and ran around a you know restaurant all day, and then went to Planet Fitness and ran my ass off on the yeah. treadmill, like, but well, part of the reason why I did that. So I'll back up because you also asked me about like job too and um, things, and <laughs> I know like we're probably running out of time. Yeah, it's okay though. But, but what do you want to get to? Because I do. I know you had a little bit you wanted to say about you know the your work and yeah. what you do. And, That's so. almost like a whole separate. Part. Yeah. I know, I know, we don't have a lot of time yet. I know, I know. Um, But, so I was training for the physical exam for State Highway Patrol because when I was getting my degree in criminology, I thought I wanted to be in law enforcement. Um, And I, uh, the the physical test was like run a mile and a half for however long for women. Um, I think they gave us, like, what would seem like ample time to somebody that runs. Somebody that doesn't really run a whole lot, it was, like, 18 minutes for women. And I was like, a mile and a half and 18 minutes for me sounded not very reasonable. Um, So do do that, and then however many push-ups you could do in, like, a minute's time, and however many sit-ups you could do in a minute. Um, And so I would just do that, like, cycle through, run Mm -hmm. at the gym, 
push-ups, sit-ups, yeah. you know, do it all over again every single day. Um, some days I would just run the mile and a half. Sometimes I would do two or three um, just on the treadmill, push-ups, sit-ups, whatever. I also had to get down to, like, under 27% uh, body fat because they also, like, measure your body fat. Okay. Yeah. Um when you go for the exam, like literally before you like even sit down to take a written exam, they are doing like the your like clip test. Yeah, clipping yeah. your body fat yeah. in front of God yeah. and everybody, doing yeah. all your measurements and everything in front of a whole room full of people. Yeah. And then you do your test and whatever. So I did it for that. So that was like the first time that I even had like a good reason to be like physically active other than having body image yeah. issues, you know, like working mm-hmm. towards something. Um, so we did, I did that and, um, yeah, that was like the first time that it, it didn't involve like, oh, I feel so bad about myself. It was like right. working towards a goal. You're working towards a goal. Yeah. So has your mindset changed then here that, that it is more goal oriented and skill oriented? I want to be able to do this skill and for, for that reason that I can say that I can do this, is it, <laughs> is it? more of that for you yes yeah I even you know um was telling co-workers like I mean like I started doing CrossFit and I love it mm-hmm. and um you know they're kind of thinking I'm crazy and I'm just like the moment that you stop worrying about the weight on the scale because trust me I literally got on the scale last week and I weigh more than I ever have in my life um that's because I'm building muscle exactly um right. you know and I just and I'm again I'm five foot nine like you know I, I, I'm not a very small person. Right. Um, You're statuesque. You know, That's so, right. well, thank you. We'll go with that. Um, and, uh, like, um, it, you know, I was like, the moment that you stop, because she's like, oh, I've been on the scale and I weigh this much or my pant size is this much. And I'm just yeah. like, please stop worrying about that. You know, uh, I never thought that, uh, you know, my goal was to get like even a 200 pound deadlift when I see you doing like 300 something, you know, like, but, it, but again, that's, that's about progress. You know, I'm like, I, I told her, you know, I set goals as far as like maybe what weight I want to lift or, you know, really, um, about getting stronger. Right. And it kind of clicked in her head too, where she was like, Oh, like, okay. Like that makes a lot yeah. of sense rather than paying attention to the scale, um, you know, or your pant size, because right. hell, I still wear a size 10 and 12 in jeans, but it's not because of, you know, my waist is too big. Right. Now it's, it's my ass is too big, but my ass is big, well, getting bigger, uh, yeah. because, uh, you know, again, you're building muscle, you know, even like our thighs, you know, building muscle and stuff. Like I know some, some girls have been doing this longer than me. They have, you know, they got, we got some muscular mm-hmm. thighs going on. Um, they probably were, you know, the same jean size that I do, or maybe, maybe bigger, depending on, you know, how much muscle you got, how much junk in the trunk, you know, (laughs) but all that is a a big shift in how you're, how you think about it. I mean, if you have thought about the numbers for all the, all the years, which I certainly have Mm -hmm. as well, the, Mm -hmm. how many calories did I burn? How many, you know, what does the scale say every day? Should you be on the scale every day? No, (laughs) you know, like the habits that that you build up over the years, it's not easy. It just doesn't happen in a day that you just shift like, oh, okay. Right. Well, I'll just stop thinking about all that and 
just worry about this. It's it's it is it's a lot of work to shift right. and like frame the way that you're thinking. So it is, so, yeah. yeah. Cognitive restructuring. Mm, Doctor like G that. would be so proud of me. Scholarly. I want to be like Doc. You got to listen to the podcast. I, it was mostly I just talked about you <laughs> and said good things. Good things. Yeah, of course. Um, only good things. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I know we're running out of time, yes. so I, I know okay. that do you want I'll to let you ask with, your questions. Because I do think that... you really touched on some really important things about <laughs> fitness and, you know, what it is like maybe when you start and how your mind shifts mm. and body image and all that. I think I think a lot of people can relate to those things, maybe especially women. Yeah. So um, so do you want to finish with any anything you want to say about working in the drug counseling field? Maybe <sighs> I know there's a lot of stories and we don't have time to hear all of those, but what what do you think is... Are there are there problems out there that we can solve? It all seems so, so not solvable. <laughs> I mean, in the world right now, there's probably at all everything seems mm. unsolvable, doesn't it? Mm. But but I do so many people in crisis. Yes. And so what what can we do? What do you think about at night when you know after having worked with patients and whatnot? That's a good question. Um, you know, I think a lot, a lot of it does still have to do with the pandemic and, um, you know, regaining some of those relationships that people may have lost, especially mm-hmm. people in recovery. Yeah. Um, and I know that we have some individuals here at the gym that um, are in recovery mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, they could probably speak on it a little bit more on a personal level. Um, you know, but what I've seen in the past couple of years since the pandemic first began, I witnessed individuals that, um, you know, were sober for literally 20, 25 years. They couldn't go to meetings. They couldn't meet with their sponsor. They couldn't see their friends. They couldn't see their family. Mm-hmm. That isolation impacted their sobriety and their recovery. And people are still managing. Kind of from that. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and, and as far as, like, the solution, um, you know, I think, obviously, drug and alcohol treatment facilities, you know, we've been trying our best. Unfortunately, there's a lack of funding in some areas. Um, you know, there have been some awesome, awesome, uh, you know, some work done as far as, like, grants and funding. Um, there's something called the SOAR grant, the State Opiate Response uh, grant that has granted money um, for various different things. Uh, one of those things was um, a drug intervention program in uh, Portage County schools. Uh, I had worked in a drug intervention program out in Portage County um, funded by that grant. So there, I mean, there are things in place, but there's still a lack of funding. Um, there's also a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't understand um, addiction. People don't understand homelessness. People that are homeless are likely struggling with addiction, um, you know, and, and just it's it's difficult, you know, but I think just raising awareness as well, and even family members too, you know, um, that I grew up in a family that struggled with addiction um, and I didn't really even understand addiction that much until I took some more classes mm. and educated myself right. um, and started talking to my family members a little more. But again, it, it goes back to raising awareness, um, being more kind, understanding, compassionate, um, compassionate yeah. 
you know, the RTC, even work hard and be nice to people, you know, there's, and I still get pissed. I I get so mad because, you know, anywhere that I worked, you know, people act like, you know, being happy all the time is like the worst fucking thing. Like, oh, you just wait till this job gets to you and blah, blah, these cynical people that have done it. I've been in the field for three years. Okay, that's not by any means a very long time, but it's long enough to know that. Why? What I'm doing is, I feel very important. I love what I do. Um, you know, and, and people just are so cynical and like act like being happy and in dressing in fun colors mm-hmm. and things like that is like you know so awful. And like, it, and at one point, I have like put a couple coworkers in the place where I'm just like, you know what? These people fucking need it. Mm-hmm. These clients need it, and it's just ah, just even talking about it like makes yeah. me so frustrated because I, I'm just like. Any, you know, a lot of times, you know, addiction may stem from, obviously, trauma, mental health concerns, um, individuals that are abused through childhood and or have a narcissistic parent, per, uh, for instance, are more likely to develop substance use issues. So what that says to me is that people were never nice to anybody that's in recovery or still struggling with drug abuse. And what for like you know what I mean like we just they need it you know and I've had clients that are just like oh you're so pleasant or oh I love you know you wear fun colors like you know and like you're nice to be around you know I (laughs) but I think that's what I I mean I'm not like oh more people should be like me (laughs) but By no means, no, you're talking you know. About just basic, but exactly. And just treating, knowing how to treat people, yes. how to value other yes. people. Yes, you are an important person. Exactly. Despite your circumstances, I think we yeah. put a label on a lot right. of people who are in those circumstances as though, as though it's their, it's just all their fault. You right. Know? I, I know right. that not everyone has that mindset, but right. I think that mindset is out there. Like, oh, okay, absolutely. you make bad choices, and so, mm-hmm. you yeah. Know, like so, therefore, what we they don't deserve our compassion, right? You know? Right. So, yeah, it I, is. I struggle with people with that mindset, and even in education. Oh you my know, gosh! Like, right. You know, these kids don't they don't always have choices about where they've come from, and yes, the choices their parents have made, and how those have impacted you know their lives, and right. You know, so much, so much of life is not in our control. Yes. Yeah, well, so. yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I totally know, like, even in the classroom as a teacher, you know, I, I'm sure that so many other teachers are like, oh, this kid just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and, or he's not going anywhere. You know, that yeah. mindset, like, we're just giving up on someone who's 16. You right. Know? Like, <laughs> yeah, know, they haven't what? even seen the world yet. <laughs> exactly. How do we know that right. they, you know, didn't have, like, breakfast this morning or something? Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. it's so frustrating. Yeah. I could yeah. almost cry. <laughs> All right, well, I know there's so much more to say, but ah, we, we okay. probably do have to wrap it up. We need a part two with Mindy. <laughs> but I do appreciate your time here today. I think, you know, you are, you do, I think when I, you said like colorful clothes, you are just a colorful personality. <laughs> you're great, you're just a great person to be around. And I think you add so much to our gym and a spark and, <laughs> and a laughter and your giggle and your nails and all the things. And oh, yeah. yeah, so your willingness just to go at something and do it and just the tenacity 10 years in school that, I mean there's a there's a tenacity in that that's admirable uh, that carries yeah. into all, you know you're willing to like dig in and do what you gotta do for yeah. the goal so 
there's yeah, so I much to be do when it's so done. much to be admired in you. So thank you for <laughs> sharing a little bit about yourself well, today. Well, thank you. So, all right, have a wonderful day, Mindy. <laughs> Thanks. Right. You 